As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Swell Season Surf Radio is recorded by the Newsstand Studio at Rockefeller Center in the heart of Manhattan and is distributed by Wax.Radio. Hello and welcome to Swell Season Surf Radio. I'm your co-host, Karen Song. And I'm your co-host, Tyler Brewer. For this episode, we are pleased and honored to have in the studio Diane Cardwell, a founder of Vibe Magazine and former reporter and editor for over two decades at the New York Times, an inaugural writer of Portraits of Grief, the signature profiles of those killed in the 9-11 attack. She also covered alternative energy, politics, urban development, and surfing focusing on how new priorities, tastes, policies, and technologies change people's lives. Before coming to the Times, she was an editor at Seven Days, an award-winning New York Weekly, and an arts and entertainment contributor and editor at several national magazines. She joins us today with her memoir, Rockaway, Surfing Headlong into a New Life, which was released during the height of COVID last year in hardcover and recently in paperback. And just last week, some exciting news dropped. The book is set to be a Netflix film starring and produced by Carrie Washington. Hello, Diane. Thank you so much for joining us. So and, glad to be here. And congratulations on the latest uh, development. Thank you. What exciting Thank you. news. It's, yeah, it is. It's really, really exciting. Um, I, it's not something that I really had thought would necessarily happen from mm -hmm. the beginning, but my 
agent was very much like, it's a movie, it's a movie. And so, <laughs> yes. and lucky for me, Kerry Washington thought so too. Oh my so, God. So yeah, awesome. She's yeah, going to have to grow a great. few inches though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is really exciting. Yeah. And also like, I feel like such a dud because I literally, the day that you announced that, that morning I was like, I got to reach out to Diane today. Like it had been weeks. We'd been talking back and forth. Like We've been talking for a year. Yeah, for a year, <laughs> literally. And because of how disruptive this year has been, literally, I, I just like the interviews that I ended up doing were the ones that were people who were like leaving town the next day or the one Tyler was like, what's happening with so-and-so or if I ran into that person. And so I just apologize because I read the book literally right after it, it was released and absolutely loved it. Oh, I'm so glad. Absolutely Thank loved you. it. Thank and you. I'm Great. so excited that it's made this kind of trajectory yeah. and I can't wait to see. Uh, our beloved Rockaway on the big screen. Yeah, wild. yeah, me too. I really, yeah. I mean, so at this point, the book's been optioned, um, and then I don't know what kind of timeline it'll be on, but they've wow. got to write a script and then, yeah. and then hopefully move ahead. And hopefully, you know, <laughs> one of the things that I thought even when I was writing the book, and now I really think it's like. I just hope everything goes well so that I don't get run out of town. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then there's that. <laughs> right. Well, you know, uh, housing prices are going to go up oh, after. Boy. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I yeah. mean, let me ask you, like, what are you going to do to ensure that it portrays surfing properly as a film? Because we, unfortunately, Hollywood has a record of not a great record of portraying surfing in a positive light or have m taken some missteps in the past with certain movies how how do you think you can help control that or help help prevent or get the right messaging across well i think part of it is i do i will have an executive producer role that doesn't nice. give me a tremendous amount of you know up down authority but mm -hmm. it does allow me to be part of the process and you know my role essentially will be to support Michelle the writer in what she needs so that so that they can get it right right yeah. so that they can show what surfing really is and you know in all of its great and not so great <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> elements right I mean part of the thing about this book you could I, I kept thinking I could have just cite you know Part of the thing about this book, I could have just subtitled it, you know, Adventures of a Lousy Surfer. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so because, much more. Yeah, it's but, so much more. But, you know, I think that, that that's part of what was important to me, at least in the book, was to show that not everybody picks up surfing really quickly. Yeah. And it's not always easy. And sometimes yeah. you got to really scrap for it. But it's so worth it when yeah. you do. I mean, what I loved is, um, and and to step away from the movie, um, the book was just so much fun to read, and I really enjoyed it. And um, I just felt like there was this beautiful trajectory of this hero's journey. Literally, there's this singular pursuit, the Holy Grail, which is right. surfing, right? right? And then you go into, you have your life and your world of hard New York, right? Ambitions and um, this idea of perfectionism that also drives that um, and then this picture-perfect kind of life that we buy into it, right. right? And then here you are in the upside-down world and literally the elements are watery. It's, mm -hmm. it's literally the upside-down world. It take, it's everything that your previous life wasn't. Um, and I, I'm referring to the book, the kind of trajectory is that it's kind of like a midlife situation. You um, are not, like recently divorced, right? Mm -hmm. Um, there are, as you know, as women, we have these point markers in our life that, whether we want it or not, you know, 
it just encroaches on on how it defines us in terms of like childbearing, Child. right? Right. And the time of that. And so there are all these expectations and, and things that you feel like you need to be happy or that defines you. And now here you are in this other universe, you know, in the muck and you have like guides and teachers. Like I just think about right. like, you know, the ring, right? Like you have all, all the things that all the people that guide you and and then the kind of like crux of the the biggest obstacle, of course, is Hurricane Sandy. Right. 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 You've done everything to commit right. to this pursuit. You've bought a house. <laughs> You're like, hey, I really like bought to just I need I need to keep my surfboard right. somewhere right. and my wetsuits. Let right. me buy a house. Let me buy a house. And spend a lot of money having it renovated. <laughs> just in time for yeah, a really, yeah. really, really big and, flooding and, storm. And literally <laughs> like, okay, Diane, you can really, really time things. Literally well. nine months, which I thought the parallel of that and the yeah. idea of like yeah. you know, uh, yeah. a baby is like perfect, mm -hmm. right? Like in terms of a story, like you couldn't make it up. And right. there you are Right. You know, life, life and death, you know, right. and right. Um, that was so harrowing to read those yeah. chapters and then to yeah. kind of come through and to find yourself and find mm -hmm. community and and like you're back in, in your world. But it's actually the world that you brought with you from, right. from the underworld or the opposite world. <laughs> the opposite it's, world. Yeah. it's interesting because you had like this vision of your life and how it should be at the beginning of the book mm. and and how also like there's like a certain impatience there. And then also <laughs> with your surfing, there's this impatience. <laughs> and you see this process of you developing this whole thing where it becomes more about the process and less about the end result. Right. And what ends up happening mm. is you get that end result almost that right. you kind of wanted in some ways. Right. But it's all, it teaches, I feel like you learn this lesson through learning to surf process right you know? right well you know it's funny so so my boyfriend Todd is a um, is an is an athlete has been an athlete his whole life and he always whenever I would get like frustrated or upset with uh, you know I was working on something and I couldn't the words weren't coming he was just like just focus on the fundamentals Mm. And the rest will come. Absolutely. And it's a little bit of like, I mean, it's a little bit like that for me with surfing, but also life, mm -hmm. right? You can't, I think that as New Yorkers, we get very, you know, ambitious mm -hmm. and we get very focused on what we're going to get in the end. What am I going to get out of this effort that I'm putting in? And with me, you know, with surfing, I was not getting the result that I thought I should be getting. Mm -hmm. I would watch people surf and think like, wait, that why why can't I do that? <laughs> she makes it look so easy. <laughs> right? um, but but once I stopped being so kind of achievement oriented, it it was I I was like, oh wait a minute. Mm -hmm. I get to sit in this water, yeah. this incredible, you know, aquatic wilderness, right. and watch dolphins yeah. and cormorants and, you know, just be yeah. in a completely different way than I can be anyplace else. And so that was a really, really important lesson for me. Effortless effort. Yeah. That's a nice way of putting it. Yeah. I like that. Taoism, you know, it's, yeah. it's really the surfing. The more you try. Yeah. Every time you, every, how many times have you had a surf where you are like forcing it? And you're right. you're like I should oh, be surfing course. better, or right. you get frustrated, <laughs> right. and then the moment that you let go, right. or you just say oh, I'm just going to relax, or I'm just going to get a bigger board, or do something mm -hmm. else, you end up just having such a better time and enjoying it. Yeah, 
No, but you no. don't think punching the water will help? <laughs> I mean, you know, I, look, I'm as I'm as guilty as anyone yeah. of yeah. of hitting the front of my no, my board, especially right. when I was younger, and being like, "Fuck, damn it, right. shit, right. I should have hit that lip harder or whatever," you know. And, That's his level. You know, but it's I'm like hit the lip. <laughs> <laughs> that's for that's for the sequel to this book. <laughs> but it it is like this surfing teaches you these lessons, yeah. you know, it's 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 really and I think you you insert those lessons really mm-hmm. nicely Thank into you. this book, Thank you. you know, with it and it's not very preachy those mm-hmm. lessons either. Mm-hmm. It's just you read it and you you're like Oh, yeah, you kind of just see through that process, which I really enjoyed. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, that was something that was important to me. I I wanted to try to make it feel, you know, like a story, right? Because I felt like I had a good story to tell with a beginning, a middle, and an end. And, And I, but I did want to kind of bring the reader along to these revelations that I got to have, Mm -hmm. right? So, so there's a moment when, um, one of my friends said, who I was just meeting at that time, Bridget, she's, she says, you know, do what you love and you will attract the right people into mm-hmm. your life. And I can remember she was Amen. so intense with it. <laughs> and I, and I just stuck with me. Right. And that's exactly what ended up happening. Wait, this is Bridget body surfer? Yeah. Bridget, yeah, of course. And also, she, and also intense. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, that was also fun just yeah. to see all our local like people best. like Davina. You got her inflections really oh, well. But I I listened yeah. to the book. Oh, so wow. okay. So Diane, you read thank you. read the you read for the audiobook too, it. which was wonderful. Yeah. And you really got Davina's like inflections <laughs> oh, well. Thank you. Like oh, good. right. Good, good, good. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> yeah. so good dead on yeah. the money. Well, she yeah. has such a powerful voice, right? It's very distinctive, but mm-hmm. um yeah, the audiobook that was that was an interesting <laughs> experience. <laughs> <Do you> tell <laughs> because um, obviously during COVID, right, we couldn't go into a studio, so I oh, had to wow. kind of create a studio in oh. my bedroom mm-hmm. because it, I felt that would be the quietest room. <laughs> Literally, I had like my desk sitting in the closet, kind of up against the closet, and then I I created a padded room. Wow. I had pillows wow. and quilts well, and towels. And taped to the you know taped to the walls this is the glamorous I, world of publishing yes yeah, exactly <laughs> i had a big ladder behind me with a kind of curtain so i made this i mean i felt like a crazy person <laughs> <laughs> and i looked like a crazy person joe does this make sense uh, does this sound like it's gonna work i've heard this so many times though where people go into their closets yep. or whatnot yeah. and like just to get yep. that quiet yep Quality, you know, yeah. that really high quality. I've done that yep. for sure. And, yep. and, this and you have to be Shaka's length. Shaka's distance from the mic. <laughs> um, and yeah, so it was, it was, but I'm, I'm very glad I did it. Um, we obviously had to stop a lot because, right, we're right near JFK. Yeah. You get the planes overhead. Oh yes, holy. And I would always hear them before they would. And so I'd be like, okay, I think there's a plane coming. And, you know, it's like I'm talking to, you know, it's just somebody. I've got a computer running things. It's just. Oh, my God. And then and I was like, did I? hallucinate that that was a plane it's like no no that's a plane and then really someone loud. shouting out your door the waves are good oh, <laughs> dogs barking so well, what i love about this book and this time i think is also how it chronicles this bigger trajectory of what's happening out in in every lineup in the world almost i would say is that um this huge influx influx of women yeah in the sport yeah. um 
and you were just the head of that curve and mm -hmm. to, to be able to tell that story um, and you know it's not your traditional uh, you know mainstream surf story and right. where you come from and who you are tells some is such a new story also to surfing mm -hmm. um, what I really well first of all I want to ask you for our listeners who don't know who haven't read the book yet can you just walk us through how you got into surfing because I, I love the story of it and it's so beautiful and really is a reflection of where we are too in New York. Thanks. Yeah. So, so I was um, working at the times I had a beat covering bars, restaurants and hotels. Poor me. <laughs> so <laughs> hard. Very, very difficult, difficult really job, just you know. no fun at all. No. Um, so people go to war. She's, uh, I go to the bar. <laughs> So um, I was out in Montauk doing a story about the sort of waves of gentrification that mm. had gone on there. And I thought, eh, maybe I should go talk to some surfers. I hear this is a surf town. And, uh, it's like, and I was thinking, like, God, you know, pe these people are intimidating. No. And, <laughs> you know, they're kind of territorial, I've heard. So I go to the surf beach. And I, at the time, I was divorced. Didn't really know how I was going to be happy again. Didn't know how I was going to travel again because mm. that was, I, you know, I just didn't have a very good structure for doing a lot of these kinds of things. Mm. So, but, um, and I thought surfing was like for crazy people, right? I thought about, you know, uh, I'd see. <laughs> well, it is. <laughs> I have learned that that is in fact true. <laughs> but I, I, but, but, you know, I just would watch Wide World of Sports and see those crazy waves and think, why would anybody ever want to wow. do that? So I got to the surf beach it was, you know, beautiful, little, knee-high, <laughs> mellow waves. There are all these long borders, like, basically, like, dancing up and down their boards. And I just thought, what is this magical <laughs> place and these creatures? <laughs> they look so powerful and free. And then I thought, yeah. maybe I could do that. Uh -huh. I came off the beach. There was a little house for rent that turned out to be within my financial reach, right? So that first that trip. first wow. trip, this one my moment. Goodness and gracious. I and changed I literally changed my life forever. And I literally feel like I felt in that moment I was like the universe is trying to tell you something. You wow. need to do this. And so I came out. I took a lesson. I was terrible. I spent most of my time in the water, you know, <laughs> under the board. But I got to my feet for like an oh. instant a couple times there and I go. was just like, oh, wow. oh what is this this oh feeling? God. I have to have this again. <laughs> that serotonin again and dopamine. And again and again. Scared for you already <laughs> right? just so, hearing this story. So, yeah. yeah. So it really, I mean, it was kind of, and then from there I just went, I, I discovered that you could take lessons in Rockaway Beach I could get there on the A train, which was just stunning to me because I just kept, you're going to have to yeah. take lessons and I can't keep running out to Montauk all the time, right? <laughs> so, so that's, and that's how it started. I started taking lessons with um, New York Surf School, mm -hmm. Frank Cullen's yeah. outfit and, you know, made a, made a very good friend, Riva, there, eventually decided I felt ha at my happiest mm. in Rockaway. And mm -hmm. so I thought, maybe I'll get a little weekend place right <laughs> it always starts with that and then i just and then i you know i so i found that little this tiny little bungalow oh crazy God, little house so which yeah it's Holy moly. it really i mean i think back on this i still get get the chill sometimes when i think about how random mm. it was right mm. how totally random this whole adventure has right. been and i'm like what if i had not ever you know 
decided to pitch my editor on mm. a story about Montauk? What mm. if I hadn't gone there? Like, what would, who would I be right now? Where would wow. I, how would I have found happiness? I'm getting goosebumps so, just thinking about that. Yeah. yeah. So Surfing just has a way of taking over, but also leading you to so many great things, but then also something like right. Sandy. Something <laughs> like <laughs> Sandy. Not so great. To quote the kid in Point Break who said to Johnny Utah, it'll change your life. life. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's really like does. surfing's the source. It is exactly <laughs> right. nice one, quote. One part of the story that really resonated for me, um, you know, it's this idea that surfing is something you can't control, and then also coming. You know, I feel like I, I related to your story as a woman of color. Um, you know, I feel like you know I went to an Ivy League school as well, and I feel like all the women of color I knew. There was so much about achieving but it wasn't achieving just for yourself it was a, an achievement because you're carrying the weight of generations of mm -hmm. people who sacrificed so much for you mm -hmm. and i mean to read the trajectory of your own great-grandfather right in one lifetime right. born a slave and then not only graduated from college in oberlin and was a teacher that is tremendous yeah. but i also can imagine that is a heavy weight um yes as the generations, um, you know, progress. And it seemed like it was, you know, education was very important in your family right. and your uh, father. There were a lot of issues, I guess. Right. Um, maybe the, I don't know if the weight of that or other things, well, but it sounded like there was, but then to the whole idea of perfectionism right. and then like there's this pursuit that you can't, like you've excelled in so many areas of your life, even if you don't think you did. Right, right, but right, But it's right. that idea of like, I've not, like I can't just, I gotta be better, I gotta, you know, perfect, mm -hmm. so I gotta be perfect. And of course that's a fallacy and surfing is the thing that is constantly poking holes at that right. idea. Right, 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 right. Well, so, so yeah, so growing up it was, it was a very, you know, achievement-oriented mm -hmm. household, uh, and education was the thing that my parents felt was like that's the only way that you're going to deal with racial discrimination. That's right. the only right is just to have more credentials, to right. be better and you know smarter than and and so forth. And so I, as humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
had this kind of fear of failure. Mm-hmm. And um, and my dad was a very sort of, st- I mean, he was loving and funny and great, but mm-hmm. he was also an alcoholic who could be mean and angry and mm-hmm. very punishing. And right. so, so I had a lot of that kind of stew going. Right. Um, but, but what happened with surfing was that I just decided that I was not going to let that fear of failure stop me because mm-hmm. I felt like I had I had been feeling like I wanted to break out mm-hmm. of that mm-hmm. pattern um, for a long time in a lot of ways. And, you know, it wasn't easy, and I had to course, kind of talk yeah. myself into it a lot of the time. And, you know, I mean, I do write about it in the book. <laughs> it took me so long to actually be even willing to surf. Right in my new neighborhood because I didn't want to look like a kook in front of my neighbors. And, you know, so I drove to a different break (laughs) with a surfboard in my car. Like a rite of passage in surfing. I guess, but I just, I literally, when I drove, I was driving around with this nine nine and a half foot (laughs) surfboard Kind of, un, kind of over my head. I literally couldn't see. Oh I could goodness. barely steer, and I was like, mm-hmm. you, "You're going to cause an accident. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to have to go surf in front of people." But that's that's the thing about surfing. It's like when you, you know, it's not like I was sitting alone in my room writing bad poetry that nobody <laughs> sees, right? It's like when you fail in surfing, everybody yep. sees you. So I just had to get over it. Right. And luckily, you know, part of that was I had got a lot of support from friends, mm-hmm. my, you know, a lot of the women who mm-hmm. were just nurturing. And but, you know, even a lot of the guys were just really, really helpful and, you know, gave me tips on where to sit and when to paddle. And right. so that was really great. Right. I think um, were there a lot of women that you were surfing with that were at the same level as you and thus made it kind of easier because yeah. then it was just fun. You're just like, yeah. oh, look, look at how goofy yeah. we are. And you could laugh right. at each other. Right. So part of it was that I made some friends through surf school. We, mm-hmm. like, a bunch of us would just go out every weekend. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I always felt that I was the worst of the bunch and lagging behind, but we were all pretty much at the same level. So yeah, <laughs> that definitely made it a lot easier. But but you know, I used to surf with Davina a lot mm-hmm. when we when I first moved. So and she's, you know, she's incredibly nurturing and yeah. you yeah. know and encouraging, but will also like push you. <laughs> Right, like yes. she would come, like knock on my, knock on my door in the morning, <laughs> like come on, let's go. <laughs> well, I think it's great. I think it's like mutually motivating. Maybe she needed right. to do that to motivate right. herself right. to go surfing. Right. So right. you served a function for her as right. well. Yeah. Um, I want to geek out for a geek. quick moment. Mm-hmm. Do it. Okay, so you were one of the creators of Vibe magazine. <laughs> Holy what? fucking shit. Like, people mm-hmm. who do not know. Royalty. This here. is like hip hop royalty here. This is like, <laughs> seriously. We're I, not worthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Like, that, how did, where did that come from? I, I remember being so aware of it because at the time, Scott Polson Bryan, he came out of my school uh, and oh. we, he was a year ahead of me. We had a lot of, like, I had a, I, we had mutual friends, and I always okay. knew things. And then, like, where I was working in the music industry at the time, and Jonathan Van Meter was, like, mm-hmm. really good friends with my boss, and he was always oh. around. And, like, I was just always so aware, and I was like, oh, my God, if I could just be involved somehow. Oh. But it was just such <laughs> a cool bad. We could have met back then. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Could have got you into surfing sooner, maybe. Exactly. <laughs> well, I wasn't really doing much surfing back then. I was floundering. Um, but, and I think, uh, you know, I, I always bring that story up because 
I tried to access surfing before I saw a single woman in the lineup. Wow. And there was no internet and no nothing, and I could not access it. It was really hard. I could do it on vacation. Like I think you mentioned in your book, you go to Costa Rica, and it's like easy, but then I I can't tell the difference between that and the sloppy beach breaks here and somewhere else where it's like terrifying, and I'm just paddling out, and it was terrible, Mm -hmm. you know? But, um, but yeah, so that time was much more for me, music, okay. your culture, nightlife, yeah. everything. Yes. Oh, those were the days. It was such an amazing, <laughs> and, it, and it was such an amazing really, time for hip hop. They also. really were. So, so yeah, vibe was really, really exciting and fun, um, for a while. And then, and then it just sort of wasn't, and, and yeah. I ended up leaving, um, but but that actually started because of Jonathan. So mm-hmm. Jonathan Van Meter and I became very good friends working together at Seven Days. Oh, okay. So that which went out of business, I think, around nine, ninety. Uh-huh. And um, uh, Quincy Jones and Russell Simmons were working with Time Warner to start mm-hmm. a hip hop magazine, right. and so they approached Jonathan. And then he brought me in to kind of conceive of the magazine, wow. do a test issue, okay. and which we did, and then, um, and then we launched. And so it was just, it was just really, really fun. And I mm-hmm. had been kind of freelance writing, doing a lot of culture <coughs> stuff, um, like little profiles and record reviews for, I think, like Entertainment Weekly and Rolling Stone. And so I was kind of in mm-hmm. this. I wasn't really in the business, but I knew a fair amount about it. And I was just a huge hip hop fan, right? I I was just so God, what amazed and surprised yeah. by how interesting this music was, both musically but also really like lyrically and what it said about black people and identity. And you know, it's like I grew up very middle class mm-hmm. and went to predominantly white schools. And so it was it was really eye opening for me, you know, to to sort of get this different perspective through this incredibly creative force and also you know getting to go out all the time it was it was, it was a good fun. looking magazine too it's beautiful yeah. it's but beautiful. it was also like at this really special moment in hip-hop when it was just like breaking out right. there were so many genres that were breaking out and it was becoming quote mainstream and now right. it was like so corporatized in, in another yeah. way and there was so much money in it that it was right it was like growing so fast, I think, faster yeah. than anyone could. Well, you know. I, I seem to remember that um, this was also around the time of SoundScan, mm-hmm. right? When when instead of right. the radio stations right. being having like reporting right. what was playing, mm-hmm. there was actual like point of sale data. Wow. Yeah. And I think that that just like revolutionized right. the charts. And I, I, I might have this wrong, but I seem to remember that like, NWA came, like hit number two on the oh, charts, wow. like a suit. and so then it was like, okay, yeah. people, yeah. right? Like <laughs> this attention. is this is real, right? Stop, <laughs> like start playing our records, right? Right. <laughs> so, that was incredible. Yeah, that was incredible. Yeah. And then, how did you transition out of that to the New York Times? How did that happen? <laughs> trying to think. <laughs> you're 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 commiserating. You're at a bar, and I'm so and old. I can barely remember. No. So <laughs> what's that? I have to get my ear horn. Um, so did you say ear horn? <laughs> I did. <laughs> what's that? What's that? Got that ear what's horn that? right here. Let uh, me get my monocle too. What's that, Sonny? Um, <laughs> so so I think what happened. So I left. I left Vibe and. Did I go to detail? I think I, I ended up mm. going to details for um, for a little while. And then the John Leland, who was the editor who brought me in, 
I think he got pushed out. Someone, Joe Dolce came in and then I decided, I was like, you know, I want to be a writer. That's mm -hmm. now is finally the time for me to break out of my editing shell and mm. be the writer that I meant to be. <laughs> and then Adam Moss, who was the, had been the editor of uh, Seven Days, called me because I called him and said, because I was making a big change. I was like, mm. do you have any advice for me? And so he was, you know, he gave me some advice, but then like three days later he called me and he's like, um, you know, there's a job opening at the New York Times Magazine for a story editor, you know, covering pop culture. Like, oh, wow. do you want to come talk to me and Jack Rosenthal about that? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> so that's, that's how that happened. And Amazing. then, and then from there I had, I, I was at the magazine, I think like five years and I had a revelation one day, like literally standing in my little cubicle, having some, trying to broker access, interview access for a celebrity interview. And I just thought to my, and my mother, I think, had just died or was sick. Um, and I just thought, okay, when, when, when are you going to do what you really want to do? Like, mm -hmm. when are you going to break out? Like, you can't spend the rest of your life like this, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> like yeah. brokering for another, an extra half hour for a writer wow. to talk to some right. famous person. I was right. just like, I can't. So I ended up asking if I could try to become a reporter and mm. Joe Lillyveld said, yes, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it away. And so I went to the Metro desk and, oh, wow. and wow. you know, like, but again, it was having to start over, right? right? right. I was older than most of the other right. reporters. Mm -hmm. I did, I had never done this really at that level before. So it was another moment of just like, do not fail, do not fail. <laughs> you must do well at this, or you'll have to leave the times. Oh wow! So. But you're you're you seem to be very good at just like let's just you know all the obstacles are there. I'm not supposed to do this at this time of right. my life, but you know what? Let's right. just do it and right. see what happens. Yeah. So at yeah. least there is that seed in you that yeah. is like you know what? I need to break out of this thing, right. and you mm -hmm. have the courage and right. just or just the blind kind of right. uh, vision to, to yeah. stubbornness. get there. Stubbornness. <laughs> stubbornness. Well, I, I, will, I will say this. I, I do think part of that is having grown up with, with a father who felt unrealized. Mm. And I feel like that was part of his drinking problem oh, is that he yeah. was just, yeah. he was just full of the sense that mm -hmm. he hadn't done what he was supposed mm -hmm. to do. And I just, oh, I was like, God, I don't want to, I don't want to be yeah. that. I don't want to be a bitter, angry person that's for the heavy. rest of my life that so. is very heavy so I mean it, I understand that feeling you know as you get older it's it yeah. creeps yeah. in and yeah um and then also with the legacy of this right. kind of intergenerational stories building up I mean mm -hmm. even you know I I can definitely relate to that um but I also can see why there might have been this kind of sense of tough love also mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it is that fear of their own failure that they're right. also putting on you mm -hmm. and right. they also want you to thrive and be right. safe and right you know all of it it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot and how do you begin to you know di like break that down right. and and digest it and right. then process and grow and do what you need to do right. as your own soul in right. this earth how, yeah. how do you think what do you think they would think of like your surfing in pursuit of it <laughs> what a waste of time no i mean like it's especially you got a you've got this incredible book right. that came out of it and this wonderful yeah. life yeah. that you've you've created like yeah. i imagine there must be something there yeah well i think i think that 
both of my parents would be proud of me for having written the book. Mm. They would, you know, and I'm sort of sad that they didn't get to oh, to yeah. see that. But mm. um, I think my father would just be like. <laughs> why, right, would just be sort of mystified by it. My mother, I think, would think it's cool. Yeah. Like, she would worry about my safety, yeah. but I think... <laughs> what mother doesn't. What, right, but I think she would think it's cool because she was, she wasn't super athletic, but mm-hmm. she, um, she was just very kind of a person who, like, went out in the world and did things, mm-hmm. right, always wanted to mm-hmm. go out in the world and do things, and so I think that she would be proud of that. But, you know, I've, I thought I think of my father from time to time because he always used to say that a good pool player is the sign of a misspent youth. <laughs> <laughs> and and, uh, and, uh, and I, I think he probably would think the yeah. same thing about surfing. Like yeah. the good surfers, just, yeah. they, they, they misspent yeah. their youth. <laughs> Well, you know, to be honest, like my brother and I always talk about this, like if you're like a really good surfer and you, um, you know, if you're a really good surfer, but you're not like professional, you've probably spent way too much time surfing. Me, you know, I've always felt like, like, yeah, he's really good. Man, he probably wasting so much time surfing yeah. should have been spent doing other things too, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I, no, that's just my insecurity yeah. when yeah. I see yeah. a really right. good surfer right. sometimes, right. you know? Right. It's more more just a way of yeah, putting yeah. them down putting to make myself down. feel yeah, better. Exactly. Right. Okay. exactly. <laughs> got it. Well, you grew up in New York and, and you're from New York. How did surfing then kind of change your relationship to the landscape of mm. the city? Well, it's funny. I was actually... Um, I was thinking about that a little bit on my way here today. I mean, mm-hmm. one of the, so 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 one of the things that Rockaway has done is just you know opened me up to just all the another yet another way that you can live mm-hmm. in New York, yeah. right? That's the thing mm-hmm. about this city that I think is amazing. endlessly yeah. amazing, right? Mm-hmm. There's so many different ways to live, um, but it has also turned me into way less of an urban person, mm-hmm. right? Like I get on the subway and I come out in midtown Thank, Manhattan. Thanks for I'm, coming, by the way. Yes. <laughs> thanks for coming to the city. Trip, Absolutely. But it's like, I, I feel like I don't know how to act. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, you start to feel like a fish out of water. Yes, yeah. absolutely. In, in, in the city in some way. Or, I don't know about you, but I sometimes, I used to always feel this too, like, and sometimes I feel this is special because I surf. Mm-hmm. It gives you... You know, and this is something I want to talk about. It's like how surfing has given you an identity. Mm-hmm. It gives you something to identify with, a community to belong right. to, a tribe. It really gives you a way to stand out in the city when everyone else is maybe watching a baseball game or doing something else. I kind of, in my head, I'm always like, yeah, but they don't know what it's like to ride a wave or something. And you you feel yes. like a little different. Yes, yes. Surfing definitely has made me feel just cooler in yes. some way. Um and and it, I mean, it also just you know gives you gives me such a reset, right? Like going into the water, catching a wave. Even mm-hmm. if I don't ride it very well, there's just something that's very grounding about that. But but yeah, sort of ha- being part of this tribe um, that is still a little bit myster- mysterious, yeah. I think, right? <laughs> and has this kind of allure, and so many. Like strangers on the street in Rockaway will say, you know, women, older women especially, it's like, oh my God, you surf. I would be so <laughs> terrified, <laughs> you know, and you know, or, or like applaud when I come out after if I've ridden away. So it's, uh. it is really, I think it, it does have this kind of mystique mm-hmm. about it. 
Um, and it has codes and all sorts of weird science and yeah. you know and and you have to mysticism. learn mysticism yeah and you have to learn a lot of that and then you know explore so so yeah definitely it's given me a sense a different sense of myself what i wanted to ask you this can can you define what a surfer is because this is something you've you talk about in the book you know your friends like oh well you don't want to be one of those cultural surfers right. you know right. and so i i started thinking like what is what what would you consider a surfer now I don't know. What I get I guess someone who surfs consistently. Mm-hmm. Right? Someone who actually prioritizes surfing, not not over lots of other things. And it's not even about the volume, mm-hmm. right? But it's a it's about the commitment and mm-hmm. and yeah. actually participating in the practice. Mm-hmm. Right? Like there's a I think it's a New Yorker cartoon that has a, you know, the a guy going into a surf shop and he's like, what would be a good board for someone who talks about surfing all the time but only goes once or twice a year? Yeah. Right? Yep, yep. I've never right. seen that. That is hilarious. That's great. That is great. That is so funny. You know, so, so, you know, that's, and I mean, there, I, I get that there are a lot of people who love the lifestyle, actually have enjoyed surfing a couple times, but have whatever obligations that they are putting ahead of yeah. actually surfing. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think those people are really surfers. Right. I think they're, they're dabblers. Yeah, there's it's, a reorientation that happens when right. you are a surfer. You, everything becomes, re- your entire life right. is reoriented where it's now about prioritizing that and right. everything else kind of like has this loose kind of, you know, I mean, it's the loosest kind of schedule because you're always like have a bookmark in there like yeah right uh, yeah we have plans but you know let's check back that morning and see mm-hmm. because you have to make sure you're like i see a swell and i'm not quite right. sure if i'm going to be right. available that day right. and so right. it's always that kind of um you know priority yeah yep what about yep. the anxiety of being a surfer well there's that too there's it's particularly here <laughs> yeah. in the east coast it's like <laughs> binge or <laughs> well it's starve feast or famine yeah. and right. and it's also right. like you're you're supposed to do something in the city and you're supposed to go into work, but the waves all of a sudden have turned on and you know, you look on <laughs> Surfline Cam or something right. and you're just like, Oh fuck. Mm-hmm. It, it's a real yeah. you know, we're reading Thad Zakowski's book oh, also yeah. right now the and the drop and you know, this whole addiction, yep. you know, aspect yep. to it as well. Yep. And it, it's funny like how you you started out kind of really liking it and enjoying it, but also didn't do it as right. all the time until like your friend challenged you to surf yep. like yeah. every yep. day for your a month. Your accountability friend. That yep. was great. That, your yep. pusher. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. My pusher. And yeah, that, and that actually was a life changing mm. moment. Cause I was very frustrated with myself and my quote unquote progress. Yeah. And so, and so, you know, thinking about, okay, I'm going to surf every day. And the only times that I did not was when like there was lightning (laughs) (laughs) or if I thought that, you know, it's just too big and messy and I, I really will get swept out to sea, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, (laughs) but, but it just, it, it was just that little shift of, Mm. it's not about if it's not about checking the ways to see if you're going right. to go. It's about figuring out your day. Say, when are you going to go? Mm-hmm. Like looking at your schedule and what you re- what really needs to be done and what can be pushed. And when are you going to surf today? Mm-hmm. And that 
that mindset. You know, it's funny, I actually... As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Felt, felt like I had lost that mindset for a while because when I was writing the book mm-hmm. because I, you know, it's like a lot of writing the book was fun. A lot of writing the book was not so fun and kind of painful, you know, with dark nights of the soul, oh trying God. to remember things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Right? <laughs> And so I wasn't surfing very much. Mm. And I felt like a fraud. I was just like, how can you <laughs> write a book about surfing <laughs> and not be surfing all the time? So Well, ask Matt Warshaw. I mean, he doesn't surf and he's the encyclopedia <laughs> of surfing, oh you know? I, know. So I, I do, but I think, look, like, you don't have, I don't think you have to surf every day no. either. No, no, I no, think no. it's also like a mindset yeah. and it's how you approach life. Right. You can still be a surfer and you know this goes against kelly slater once said this in surfers the movies like you you could be a surfer but if you don't surf every day you're not really a surfer which i disagree with i disagree with that too. but (laughs) i think it's about your mindset towards life Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. your approach towards life Mm -hmm. and you can surf life in some ways and you may not surf every day Mm -hmm. but it's you're still thinking about Mm -hmm. it you're still tracking it and you're still kind of committed emotionally to it as well totally Watching surf films on the yes, flat. reading magazines, anything here, just like anything surf. <laughs> had, had you ever read the book Caught Inside by yes. Dan Duane? Yes, I have. I felt your book was like the inverse oh, of that in some way, or the East Coast version, mm-hmm. some some way. Mm-hmm. I, I love the. It's like one of my favorite yeah. books, yeah. and listening listening to your book um, <laughs> for me felt like I was like. Oh my God! This is kind of this really cool inversion of mm-hmm. of that book, and and this um, and it's beautifully done, and and I just really enjoyed it because it was a different perspective mm-hmm. on learning mm-hmm. to surf yeah. from his experience yeah. too. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I thought I had actually thought um, that I was also it was kind of going to be the inverse of Barbarian Days. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. And I what, was gonna I was gonna mention that. And, and mm-hmm. what both of those books have in common is that. Those guys can surf, right? Like, well, Dan Duane couldn't though. <laughs> not at the beginning. Not at the beginning. Not right. at the beginning. Yeah. But but it it but he doesn't seem to struggle 
with it in mm. the way that I struggled with it. <laughs> no, they just didn't write about it as much. It's possible. It's possible. But but I but I but I felt when I was when I pitched this book, I, I felt like, you know, I thought it was important to show that you can be in love with something mm-hmm. And not really be very good yeah. at it, mm-hmm. still love it, still get yeah. a lot out of it, even though your performance, quote mm-hmm. unquote, isn't so great. Right. And it can actually become an organizing principle for your mm-hmm. life. And you can bring you all sorts of joy that you would never have known that you could have without it. Because, you know, because it's like our culture is so, like, you know, achievement oriented, right? right? Mm-hmm. It's like if you're not good at it, don't do it. Right. 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 You know, and if you are good at it, make it into a side hustle. Right. <laughs> well, that's, that's like how we, but that's like a lot of sports in general right. in, in our culture. There, there are these games where you have right. to perform mm-hmm. and, and it, you can't just do it and enjoy it right. for what it is. Right. You know, you have to compete or you have to right. measure up and, against someone else. Right. Right. And that's the beauty of surfing. And, right. and I think even more so in today, it's less performance oriented and more about the experience right. as well. Right. Well, I think one of the things that we're seeing, I mean, part of this is right technology that like you can now have a career as a surfer and not necessarily mm-hmm. be on the tour. Right? Yeah. Right? Like you can just make your beautiful Instagram mm-hmm. videos mm-hmm. and you know yes. and, and you know, I'm sure that there are downsides, problems whatever with that, but but I think that that's that's a nice thing, right? I'm not, I, I, you know, think all these competitive surfers, right? Carissa Moore, she's, you know, right. awesome, yeah. right? And I admire yeah. what they can all do, but that is not, that is just not for me, and that's yeah. not for everybody. Right. Exactly. Right. There's yeah. so many inspirational stories out there, and I think also kind of like Instagram, the Instagram platform, the democratization of yes. the mm-hmm. representation mm-hmm. of yeah. surf yeah. Um, has been so amazing, and people... All kinds of people get such draw f- so much inspiration from that. Not even surfers, you right. know, just to see right. like as women. Oh, you're from here, or oh, or you're this age, or whatever it is, and you can somehow access that, mm-hmm. and you look beautiful. It doesn't matter. Right. They don't know how people surf, whatever. Right. But there is something beautiful about that because I think it captures the idea that you can choose to access this thing that is like where you you can touch freedom, mm-hmm. you can touch beauty, and your own kind of. Um, power and your own um of course as i said earlier i can't remember anything (laughs) my brain is so fried i can't remember things i can't remember words um but for me i i I really as i was reading your book i really saw the parallels with um barbarian days Mm -hmm. because i just saw this like the idea of a memoir like your life you go through all these things in life and surfing is this kind of point of access to see all these kinds of rites of passage mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. kind of keep the hours through almost the the lens of the ocean mm-hmm. of surfing mm-hmm. so beautiful and this idea of of yearning right in the way right. that waves have that undulation and mm-hmm. it just keeps mm-hmm. repeating and it changes but it, it constantly has the same flow right mm-hmm. with the tides it comes back and forth in the same way you guys just kept going back and uh, one of the the moments that i've enjoyed so much both with your book and his book is that you both would be challenged in some way at a break or mm-hmm. whatever in surfing but you just keep going back yeah. and you're like, what are right. you doing? <laughs> Why do you keep going? And it just, you keep doing it. But there's something that yeah. just keeps bringing you back, right. this yearning, right. this thing, the Holy Grail that right. you're trying to to get. And then, and then in the meantime, 
life just happens to hit these notes and right. oh it's just so beautiful like oh, really tender you. and and then also on top of that other than the lyricism and everything i really appreciated all the detail like yes. all the detail of rockway history oh, of even your surf so terminology awesome, yeah. of even your meteorology mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. all like the techniques right. like everything about it was just spot oh, on and, and things that i didn't done. know thank yeah you. skillfully thank you. done thank because so, so often it can get done yeah. wrong in the, <laughs> right. from a, from a, from a less skilled writer yeah, and exactly. the way you capture it you sound credible yeah. but also you explain it in such a way right. that a layman anyone can understand right. yeah. it which right. is really appreciated yeah. yeah and also someone who knows more like to hear it in a different way like mm -hmm. for me right. i was like oh totally. wow like right. i learned a lot just right. hearing how you kind of put it together and absolutely yeah, so clearly oh, cool. well thank you <laughs> yeah it was fun the the um the most fun for, part of the fun for me in doing the book actually was learning the rock, like filling in the details of the Rockaway so history cool. that I didn't awesome. know. I love that. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of spending day after day in the map wow. room at the library. Oh, so and, cool. I mean, they're ju it's just such a rich and interesting place. Like so much has gone on mm -hmm. in that tiny little space, wow. um, you know, over the centuries. But but also the literary tradition was mm. really fun mm. to like, you know, coming like, you know, Jack London and Twain yes. and just like all the people who have been captivated by surfing. That was also just that cultural history wow. I thought was really, really fun to, to get in. Well, there. that's that's a very interesting, particularly like the Jack London stuff, you know, and how he came to Hawaii right. and sailed from, you know, San Francisco to Hawaii right. and was introduced to surfing and. George Freeth and all of that stuff was mm -hmm. really well well documented right. in the book, yeah, which was great you. and yeah. very, you know, that stuff is. It's funny because those those writers created the archetype for so many mm -hmm. surfers right. in general over the history. You know, right. you can see the strain, the DNA in Jack mm -hmm. London's writing. You know, in some of the big wave surfers, all the way to Laird Hamilton, basically. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that and so much. Jack yeah. London's wife also, yes. you know, was very influential, and she wrote something that was very interesting and also is pervasive in surfing. Is like this Paradise Lost mm -hmm. when she right. went back to Hawaii after you know so many years and saw the development and the way she writes about it is very much how surfers look at certain breaks over mm -hmm. a certain amount of time i'm sure by you talking to old timer mm -hmm. rockway people being like oh it used to be better in this day or the sandbar was better or yeah. you know it wasn't so crowded and it's so funny like how that keeps that narrative keeps repeating right. over and over every generation yep. everywhere i mean i am find myself doing it now. Right? I know, right? Like, I have my own version, and I'm not an old-timer, right? But I have my own version. It's like, man, when oh, I first no. started here, we, you could come out at dawn, and there wouldn't be anybody else there. Mm -hmm. Now there's like 50 people. And well, yeah. I, used, I used to be able to park on your block. I can't yeah. park yeah. anywhere near yeah. your block yeah. now. Well, yeah. no. well, that's a funny thing. Like, I look at, like, a lot of people who are fighting for the for a lot of inclusion in surfing, mm -hmm. right? And and I look at it and I'm like, well, you know, 10 years ago this there was a similar kind of movement in New York also. There was more more women surfing mm -hmm. at a certain point than before. And then about 10 years on, they get kind of crusty and salty and like <laughs> like man, should have seen it 10 years ago. Right. And and it's it's funny like surfers have a habit of doing this. Doesn't matter what you are, over right. time you you remember fondly of a certain past right. period because it captures a certain moment for you. That's mm. exactly right. 
right? Mm. I mean, that's sort of the function of nostalgia, yeah. right? It's like it's it's back when you discovered something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> but you know, I would say that I I think this is also. I mean, I don't I know New York, so mm-hmm. I, this could be true in other cities mm-hmm. too. But it's like New Yorkers are like that, yeah. too, yes. right? Totally. About everything. Like, oh, remember yeah. when that great coffee shop was oh there? And now it's this, yeah. and so it's yeah. it's it's. You know, I think for surfers, at least, I've experienced that in other places yeah. as well, where they, yeah. you know, they hearken back to a certain time yeah. period or love to show their status by yeah. by the by the remembrance of right. a certain time period. Right. Oh, I was in Uluwatu before the stairs, you know, and <laughs> all this sort of You're stuff. Like, that you know? sucks for you. Wow. And so <laughs> it's crazy. it's definitely I find that we we have that issue, and it, it's funny because I think Jack London's wife helps at that stage mm-hmm. in some ways that's for surfers. Yeah, that's interesting. I, don't know, I think you know nostalgia. I think about it's just. I think our resistance to change yes. maybe mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. things change so fast and right. we're just trying to hold on to something which mm-hmm. is kind of antithetical to what we do as surfers, right? Right. We love it because there's nothing to hold on to mm-hmm. really. Or we are trying to hold on. Maybe that's the lure. That's why we keep going back because we're trying to get trying that, to get that thing first and high. get closer and get yeah. get that thing and and you yeah. just it just you're always you know, chasing the grass. dragon. Just, it's it's that <laughs> feeling though, right? It's like you remember that feeling right. of the last best wave you right. surfed and you right. want that back again right and that's why when we can't we also read and watch films, films. and and Obsess. that's why i absolutely Obsess. enjoyed this book because like shop. there's nothing yes. yes shop for another wetsuit i don't New need boards, yeah. yeah feel the rails of a but board like, you a know a well written surf book is such a joy to read oh, thank and that's you. like you know that's what this book was for me and i know and i know for tyler when him listening to it yeah you're, you, there were certain points where you, I heard your emotions, mm-hmm. and I oh, just captured mm-hmm. me. It was mm-hmm. really good. You, yeah. read it, you read it very well. Thank you. Yeah, there were a couple of places where I had to stop. I could hear the quivering right? in your voice. Where it's like, I think it was mostly stuff around my mother. Yeah. Um, oh, yes. But but yeah, it it was it was interesting. I I will say that if I write another book. Um, I, I don't think I would do the audiobook unless it's this personal, right? That's yeah. one of the reasons that, that I did it. But when, when I was reading that, I was like, wow, some of these sentences are long. <laughs> You're like, oh, i got to take a breath. Hold on a sec. <laughs> yeah. Like, they look oh, good God. on paper, but man. Wow. That's great. That's great. Um, do you, I'm like, I want to volunteer to uh, direct the film. So if you, yeah. you know, if you ha- know anyone who's looking to direct, you know, <laughs> they're looking for directors, you know, just who, throw my I, name in the pot. I mean, the question is, who are you yeah. going to give to, to be the uh, surf expert on the beach, you know, for all that? <laughs> oh, which, which of your surf instructors, yeah, that's interesting. That's you know, because there's going to have to be someone who's teaching Kerry Washington. Be, yeah. I'll throw my hat in the ring, you know, <laughs> I won't say no. Look at us, say we're yes. such horrors. We're just like, just yeah, here you are on the show, and we're just going to put you on the spot. So we're just trying to get some jobs out I, of this. I do, I do want to mention like what I really loved um, because it's kind of personal is Tim Hill. Yeah, and being mentioned in this book, uh, Tim for our you listeners make me weep again. who may not uh, know him. He was a Rockaway stalwart who had been there for decades and. You know, started the skate park there and was mm-hmm. just an integral part of the community. And he had passed away about two years ago. 
Um, you know, and just to hear him and to hear certain inflections in, in his voice from your, mm-hmm. you know, your writing just yeah. really, and just his generosity. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it really touched me. And yeah. I, I mean, I get, I got goosebumps yeah. right now, you know, yeah. I mean. He was a special guy. I mean, it really, um, you know, and he also helped start the community garden, yes. right, mm-hmm. which is still just gives back to the community <laughs> just so mm-hmm. much. Um, but yeah, that, that, you know, he was, he was one of the just really welcoming people in Rockaway, right? Mm-hmm. Made me feel like I was part of the community, he and Kiva both. So, um, and then, you know, Kiva literally rescued me yes. from the I swirling know. waters with a stick. <laughs> with a crazy. With a stick. Um, what was sort of hilarious about it, I laughed even at the time that, you know, when I came in and she, you know, rescues me with a stick and then, and she's like, she was all excited. And she was like, I saw how to do it on TV. <laughs> and I was just like, I was just like, if I didn't love her already, that just cemented it. I was like, this woman is awesome. And yeah, so, so she and Tim, you know, hosted me oh <laughs> that night. It was, it was something. It was yeah. great. Like I, yeah. I've always, always loved his demeanor, mm-hmm. and I loved how um, accepting he was, yeah. and how he really was community oriented. And yeah. I always felt like mm. wanted to have part of that. Like yeah. I was like, I learned from watching him yeah. a bit. Yeah. So thank yeah. you. You know, yeah. just it was great to yeah. to have have okay. to hear yeah. that mm-hmm. voice and be reminded That's of good. him. Yeah, I think that cool. is kind of like the upside of of surfing, right? This the tribalism, the positive side of yes. it is this intense sense of community yes. and how we do look out for each other. And it's like always so nice to go to the beach and run into people that, you know, it's, right. you, you never have to make a plan. You know, you're going to run into someone somewhere. Right. You could be in a break in another country and you run into mm-hmm. someone, you know, yeah. like, right. so, and then this idea of like, Oh, you're my people. Like, right. it's such a good feeling. Like, um, now that you're, you're, you know, a veteran resident of uh, <laughs> Rockway, <laughs> like, you know, don't you feel sorry for people who don't have such a sense of community? I feel like there's... I do. There's, I mean, I, I by default, because I, I'm there all the time, mm-hmm. feel it. But it's such a weird thing to imagine that other people don't have this sense of community. Right. Like maybe it's around their kids' school parents or something. Well, but I, I think that that's what happens, right? So yeah. so that, that a lot of people do develop community around their kids' right. school or life or their neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But... But the thing is, the thing about, and you know, that's fine. I'm not yeah, saying yeah. there's nothing wrong with yeah, yeah, <laughs> there's nothing wrong yeah, with that. It's, it's like fine. community is good wherever you can find it. But the difference is that when you have a community that's built around a specific activity in mm-hmm. a specific place, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that is a, both a challenging activity and a challenging yeah. place, but also a wonderful activity right. and a wonderful place. Right? It's like. You, we've all we've all given up whatever we have to give up to or de- deal with to live here mm-hmm. and surf here mm-hmm. and we love it and so you just you have an immediate sense of common ground right. with those people which is I think a little different than community built around yeah. you know just a neighborhood yeah. or or a school they don't there, have whales there's part they of don't have whales. environment well, there's right. this level of commitment <laughs> you know i think you 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 get accepted in this tribe in this community by you know the commit level of commitment right. that you you put showing towards up. it like yeah. showing up right. and surfing yeah. every day or taking right. lessons all the time right. and constantly showing up and you know, it's like after a while, you're going to break through and get accepted right. in, I think. Right. Particularly in surfing, I feel like that happens in a lot of places right. where a lot of 
the beginners who keep knocking at the door and keep mm-hmm. coming will eventually become accepted. Yeah. And once you're accepted, it's pretty gratifying. Right. Right. No, that's exactly right. I, I, I felt like, you know, as soon as I moved and yeah. was, you know, at on the boardwalk at first for a, a lot, <laughs> watching, yeah. <laughs> um, and then in the water, it was almost like I had made the, because I'd made the commitment to living in Rockaway, mm. which, you know, I had a job in Midtown and that's, you know, that's a big, that's a yeah. long commute and yeah. it's, you know, and we don't have all the great services yeah. and conveniences yeah. that every, that many other neighborhoods mm. have, but it was almost like, well, you've committed to be in this place, so I'm going to help you. <laughs> Yeah. Right, because you obviously, you know, really, really want this. Mm. Yeah, and then you saw that with Sandy. You, yeah, you know, absolutely. It is incredible, yeah. you know. Although one thing I felt was a little glanced on, <laughs> forgive oh boy. me. No, is uh, like the work that Davina and Brandon did with the Rockway Beach Surf Club and the, the hipsters that you, you know, say the, in some portion of the book because they became helpsters. Mm -hmm. And the only reason I say is because I helped organize a lot of them too. And Mm -hmm. I felt like there was something there that the surf, the Brooklyn surf community or the New York city surf community came out in Mm -hmm. full force. And, and I felt like, um, I I was waiting to hear more, more more of that that in the book. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, but, but still like, I mean, the community was, was totally amazing after that. I thought for sure. Yeah, I think it's yeah. different when you actually have to live there and, and do it. I mean, I know uh, all of us probably made our way out there. Um, and I think by extension, we felt like it was our community. Just because we didn't live there, we felt like we mm-hmm. you know, had a lot invested there um, and the people that we knew there. But um, I think there's definitely, I mean, reading, I, you know, because I'd been there and seen the devastation and done some work, you mm-hmm. know, that I felt like I can understand the devastation reading it in your book really uh, it was like whoa this is a whole other level of of fear of mortality Mm -hmm. of like Mm -hmm. i mean just you know nature acts so quick right like Mm -hmm. when something passes through as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It, when, you look at the, when you look at it in retrospect, it's like, oh, it was only like, whatever, 30 minutes or an hour, or a few hours, or 24 right. hours even. But when you're in it, it's like this. Yeah. It can, it can, things can change yeah. and get bad. At, at an instant, like you yeah. said, even walking before the poll came out, there was like you know things. I had no idea. Holy what I was moly! Into. Like you could have just stepped no into idea. the water, yeah. thinking you could just walk three steps yeah. in that direction, and then, boom, right. a garbage can bay. hits you yeah. or whatever. Yep. And so, so I think there is definitely, uh, I definitely appreciated the um, the stories of, oh, of the Rockaway locals yeah. and what you had to endure and mm-hmm. um, how you all helped each other yeah. to. 
you know, be there 24 yeah. hours, yeah. you know, how, without how, electricity. You know? How many people do you think moved out to Rockway, though, after Sandy? I, know. I feel like there was a lot of people who came yeah. to help and then were like, oh, my God, push. we need yeah. to be out here almost. Yeah, I, you know, I, I can't say for sure. I, yeah. I have no way to, to know numbers, but certainly there have been people, you know, <laughs> moving out because, I mean, you know, there's been tons of real estate activity. Right. Prices mm -hmm. are going and up. And COVID, too, has probably changed COVID out with everyone working well. from home. Well, and yeah, it seems well. like everybody decided to learn to surf during yeah. COVID, right? <laughs> exactly. Right? Here so. comes the saltiness coming. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm, these people show yeah. up in my break. Yeah. I got to get I gotta get hard on them yeah. now. Yeah. Teach yeah. them some etiquette. I survived Sandy and <laughs> they no. come out of COVID? Yeah. They didn't no, earn it's, it. It's, it's uh, yeah, there's, it's definitely... It is. It just feels livelier, right? Yeah. Like way more people. So much going on. Yeah. The hotel. On. The My hotel. God. Yeah. The, the hotel. fancy schmancy hotel. The fancy hotel. That's nice. That oh, really they had a PS One nice. warm up session there on Sunday. Oh God, I too. wanted to go. It was, yeah, it was raining and I was exhausted, but it's happening at Rockway. Like that's crazy. Yeah. How fun Jeez. is that? Yeah. But also like, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, how? What are your thoughts on that? Like on on. You know, Rockaway in its current development uh, trajectory, you know, now that there's a huge plot of land, you know, in the 50s that have been bought and looks like oh, that's going God. to get developed, really. you know, okay. it, it seems like there's... There's a lot of activity. Yeah. I, I guess I am of at least two minds on it. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> possibly more. Possibly more. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, in some ways it's great, right? Yeah. The, that kind of... Attention and activity and investment, mm -hmm. you know, brings services, mm -hmm. and that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. That's something that the peninsula has not had. At the same time, it bring it mm -hmm. brings prices up and pushes some people out, and right. I think, and that's unfortunate. Yeah. So, so I think it's like any kind of development. I will say that what is good about at least some of it is that it is people who have been in the community for a long time, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, who have invested in the community, who are part of the community and understand it. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, you know, is it really, I don't know. I think, I, I guess I, I don't think I have anything else to say. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What do you think about all the new jetties that are going to get built? Oh, I think that's great. So I think that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Wow, my neighbor, my awesome. neighbor is 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 running that project. Really, Dan Fault from that's the kind of Army exciting. Corps lives right next door to me. Can we convince Dan to get maybe a couple Weber wave reefs? They're like these artificial surf reefs. Greg Weber, surfboard shaper in Australia, Australia had developed mm -hmm. that are kind of these floating reefs that you can create a boardwalk on and creates a safe huh. swimming area. Cool. And they create a right and a left. And, oh, I'll mention that. And too. they have shark nets that go around them. I'll have to mention that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, let me know, you know, because, yeah. I mean, yeah. that would be an incredible resource, yeah. you know, and, and, of course, more surfing beaches. Right. Do shark nets actually right. work? Um, it would because it fits inside the it fits around the the reef the break uh, uh, the oh, artificial break Got it's it. this really cool V shaped reef that's really I'll show you after and, you know for I'm our sorry, listeners I cut you off sorry. you were gonna say <laughs> I don't, I don't remember. oh no oh no what was I gonna say was something about about building that thing oh the, the jetties. jetties yeah the jetties so I just remember the morning after Sandy right walking to what was the boardwalk oh, and seeing yeah. that crazy Stonehenge mm -hmm. and all of yes. and literally you could see that 
where there was a jetty. Oh my goodness. Like at the start of the jetty that like the boardwalk was largely intact yep. from there wow, down right. and from there up where wow. there were no jetties was all disaster. Yeah. Wow. And you know those ha- like those houses that were ripped apart right. uptown. Yeah. So yeah. so it was just so I was like okay so why are we even <laughs> debating whether jetties help right. or don't. Right. We can see right, right here yeah. that they do. So right. I'm very excited to see those jetties it's, come in. Well, it's interesting because it's the down effect that the jetties have mm-hmm. and what effects they may have downstream, right? right? right. Like that's, the, that's the other thing because, you know, you could go then down to Reese Park where, you know, some of the jetties get spread out and then it's right. breezy, doesn't really have as much, right. you know? And so it's, it's always a complicated thing right. when you start messing with Mother Nature. Yep. Because the changes you make, like, you know, the new jetties that are over down by the 30s even right now, you can kind of see a difference in the sand mm-hmm. down, you know, uptown now mm-hmm. and right. how the waves are right. breaking. Right. And I think there's a little bit of a result from that right. that we're not aware of. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's it's always a catch-22, right? Yeah. But I think it's complicated, but, but I think just seeing... But it will give us a lot of good surfers. It will give us a lot of good surfers. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your goal now as a surfer? And at the level that you're at, like, do you have a goal? Do you have, like, are you just, like, you know, I feel like as New Yorkers, we're not, we don't just, like, do, we have, like, some quiet ambitions sometimes. Like, do you have any quiet ambitions in terms of your surfing and, like, what, like, breaks that you might want to be able to serve or I guess I I would like to get to a point where I feel less afraid of anything above my waist mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. like I'm kind of like knee to waist high I'm happy mm-hmm. and anything bigger I like I seize up and I would I would really like to get beyond that mm-hmm. so that's that's a big goal and I think I can get there yeah. but it just means like going out more <laughs> you know so I'd like to push my comfort zone a little just fall on the first wave of big day <laughs> It's, it's what Shane Dorian Brock Little oh, always do. You true, fall in that yeah. first wave, and then yep. you survive, and, then and you're you like, and then you're fine. It, yeah, right. and it wakes you up too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, too. <laughs> that too. That too. That's that. Okay, I'll try that. It's that, or you go in a pool, and you have friends like beat you around with baseball bats, and that gets you like kind of acclimated to <laughs> feeling really go. rough and tumble. There you go. <laughs> Where did that come big from? Big wave, big wave training with big Tyler Brewer. <laughs> Thank you. Get the baseball bats out, guys. Okay, that sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> no. Um, no. Do you have anything else? You I want was to gonna talk ask, about? what board are you riding right now? Oh, yeah. what's, right? In your, what's in your quiver? Well, so so right now I am riding a nine foot Odyssey plank, Ooh. which is a soft top. Yes, um, but it's a single fin, and mm-hmm. it's like it's like a log, but mm-hmm. it, one it's a single fin that takes that with a standard Proper fin box, yeah. so mm-hmm. I can put a real fin in it. It's the the catch surfboards, the catch surf, yeah, yeah, which are really nice. It's really fun, and mm-hmm. you know, during the summer, I generally don't take a hard board into the water because yeah. it is just too crowded. <laughs> I don't have perfect control mm-hmm. over my board all the time, and yeah. I would rather not really damage somebody else. Fair and, enough. And I also don't want someone like messing up, a, you know, a really like one of my precious hard boards, right. <laughs> which are not that precious, right? I mean, I don't really have any precious boards. <laughs> so, well, right. one, I have wow. one. One, um, it's a, it's like a 1968 Hanson 50-50. Oh, wow. No yes. way. Wait, you also mentioned the front door. In the book. Can we just geek out on that for a <laughs> second? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, where did you find that? I found that on Craigslist oh, in California, in San Diego, oh, yeah. and, uh-huh. and, you know, bought it. 
<laughs> is this the one that you wrapped no. well, well, on yes. the side of the road? With it's not the one that I wrote about in wrapping okay. by the side of the road, but this is one that I did the same thing. <laughs> I, you know, I, I was like, well, what do I do? I, so I wrapped it in so much bubble wrap and tape and went and you know took the fin off but um and got it home in pretty good shape bless you yeah that's <laughs> yeah. awesome but i don't i don't ride that board anymore because it's too scary to ride around people well it, one it's too scary to ride around people but it's heavy mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. big yeah. mm -hmm. and i i have injured myself <laughs> with that board right i actually <laughs> broke my shoulder oh jeez oh, trying to hold on to that board <sighs> with like backwash oh, coming God. under because I didn't want to let it go because oh, I thought it might hit somebody and so I broke my shoulder. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh. You need like sweet Sano waves oh. for that. Like, yeah. On a sweet day. Yeah. Yeah. Like oh. yeah. New York beach so. break. Just gnarly. somewhere far away from people, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Sano would not be good yeah. for that. Yeah. But I do, I do love that board and I will, I will ride it someday again. When and I'm feeling a little more confident. Yeah. And will you be doing any surf trips in the near future? Not in the near future, I don't think. I I have I really, really I really want to go back to surf camp, but mm -hmm. I, I think I want to try surf with amigas because everyone is always telling me how much mm. they have loved it. But the surf simply crew is I oh love God, first I love their podcast. The podcasts oh, are great. Awesome. And podcasts, the online tutorials that so they good. do wow. are really, really good. Okay. And I love how they teach you and train you and yep. there's a debrief and all this stuff. No, they're it's great. really thorough. They're great. They're great. But um but yeah, I think I oh no, that's not true. So yes, we might be going to California nice. in a couple months, mm -hmm. Santa Barbara, because nice. Todd oh. wants to go to a basketball camp thing yes. there. So <laughs> while he is doing his basketball business, sweet surf the queen of the I, coastline right so, there. Yeah, Ooh, so that would that would be that, that would, would be, be nice. My, yes, but right I need somebody to like help me. Bit, right, I need a this, friend to well, take that's me what into I that. I want to ask right? you. It's, it's a bit. It seems like it would be a bit. You know, uh, full on. Yeah, you know. like I, you need a guide to let's, a break like let's that. Call Tom Curran up. <laughs> Yo, Tom. Tom, let's do this. Yeah, Show a, me a guide. If not, you can you writing a piece for the New York Times or something. <laughs> if not for anything, just to give you a spot, you know, a space. Right. Well, do you use your guise of being a journalist to, to break? To, well, no, you could use it as a guise to break into certain lineups and get certain people to take you. Yeah, no, I, I don't. Because you should. I would. <laughs> I would. What, what I tend to do is, um, is I take a lesson. Yeah. So I, I find, you know, whatever the local, you know, well-regarded instructor, surf mm -hmm. shop, whatever, and take a lesson because that way I have an organized structure to learn the break. Well, just don't do that one surf school with the QAnon believer. That was oh, just yeah, no. God. No. No. I haven't <laughs> heard about Definitely that. Definitely stay away from that one. I don't think I need to know. <laughs> I mean, I, no I noticed in the book that you have, it, you know, there's always this return to a lesson. Like mm -hmm. you, you felt, it felt like you felt like you couldn't access it unless you did it through right. a lesson. Right. At a certain point, does it ever feel like a crutch or do you feel like it's important to your growth or like what do you get out of it? And like for someone who's a beginner, like would you recommend lessons or, or for what purpose and for how long? Yeah. So I think um, so I still take take lessons from time to time. Mm -hmm. So so 
anytime I go to a new break, mm-hmm. right? If I don't, if I, I feel like I want someone who knows it right. to introduce me right. to it. Like if I don't have mm-hmm. a friend that I right. could go with, mm-hmm. I will, I will do that. And also, I'm always in need of more instruction, mm-hmm. right? I don't see it's anything room for wrong with that, right? Yeah. Um, I do think that lessons did become a crutch mm-hmm. for me, and and kept me from being able to kind of go out on my right. own in part because I spent a long time just letting somebody tell right. me when to go and right. not looking right. back at the wave. So mm-hmm. I, it took me longer, I think, to kind of figure out how to judge right. entries right. and that kind of thing. But, um, but you know, I, I think lessons are great. Mm-hmm. I, 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 and, I, and I think there's, you know, there's so much to learn yeah. in surfing. So much. Right? So, yes. so much. Endless. Always. Yeah. And so I think, like, let somebody, like, help demystify that right. for you. But but I do think it's important to also go out on your own and, right. like, make your own mistakes. Um, but, you know, I, I also do think it's important to learn the etiquette and follow it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, because I am seeing a lot of that in Rockaway these days, right? Well, mm-hmm. I mean. People who just don't know. Right. Well, there's, there's certain people who are renting boards and without instructions. And right. I think that's a real right. real issue. And uh, I, I actually encouraged our g- former guest, Yuri, to mm-hmm. create like instructional videos. And I told him to have these people then send them to the YouTube channel mm-hmm. so that they can learn right. the etiquette right. and stuff. I also don't understand why we still don't have an etiquette sign Poster. up at all, all yep. the different beach breaks, yep. all the breaks. Yep. Just seems like a natural thing yep. to have. Yep. Yeah. You know? That's interesting. I think people who are beginners, when they look at that landscape, they don't see order. They see everyone just getting whatever. So I think that, you know, that if like with surfing, with so many things about surfing, if you don't know, you don't know. Right. You yeah. know, right. and right. people just grab a board. They see everyone else just getting right. waves and they're like, I'm going to get a wave. And right. there's no no knowledge that there's any sense of right. order happening, any Do they need to just watch *Cook Paradise* before they? Such a good movie. (laughs) Such a good but kind of mean movie. movie. (laughs) It's a good movie, but it's so mean mean. it It makes you insecure. That was referenced in the book, right? Like it was a a Sandy. (laughs) Yeah, no, Riva and I went to. It was at the Surf Film Festival. Ah, right, right, right. right. Riva and I went to, and it was just fun. That's a fun, fun Speaking movie. of Surf Film Festival, we will yes. be interviewing yes. you also yes. soon. Yes, at the Yay. Women's Surf Film Festival. We're very Festival. excited. I'm very excited Yeah, about that. yeah. I yeah. think it's going to be really It'll fun be this fun. year. And also because... Um, we saved the really hard questions for that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, but the fact that we <laughs> awesome. didn't... We, we had a, a, a year where we missed it. So yeah. I feel like there's a lot of like anticipation yeah. and excitement yeah. for it. And yeah. I know I'm excited. I am too. Me yeah. too. So I think yeah. just for us all to be together. Yeah. It was weird. Last year, I feel like at Rockaway, everyone was there mm-hmm. all the time. And it was kind of fun. And this year, it feels a little sad. Like everyone's like, people are traveling, people are here. Right. Some of the sand bra- uh, sandbanks aren't working so well. So everyone's just kind of dispersed. And it feels like, oh, where is everyone? Really? So I'm excited. I don't feel like that <laughs> at all. <laughs> I feel I like feel I see like everyone out all yeah. the time. It was, it's not like it was last year. Last year was really felt like. Like we're going to the classroom, well, no, kids. Because like, no one was working and everyone yeah. was home. Right. That was great. Right. I loved right. it. I kind right. of really enjoyed it. Yeah. Also because the sandbanks were breaking so well where they we were. usually serve. Yeah. And yeah. so it was fun. Well, yeah, they haven't been so good this week. This this week. This, yeah. this year. So well, see, for summer. me, well, yeah. it's been awesome, right? Because it's <laughs> been like 
tiny little crumbly yeah, waves no. that don't frighten me. Right, right, <laughs> right. True, true. No, it's right. been there's I've been, been like, lots of nice kind of mellow mm-hmm. surfable days, yeah. which has been nice. Yeah. It's just yeah. um, the breaks have not held up yeah. as as nicely. I have to yeah. say for a log, I found that uptown was pretty good recently. Shh, I know. What I, are you doing? Blowing I know. Up Should we take this off? Here? You just, know, you could. Beep I'm it gonna out. bleep that beep out. out. Beep it out. Gosh, I, I just feel like everyone's, you know, everyone no. knows. You want to geo-target it on your Facebook <laughs> as well? Come on. I was meaning, I meant like 90th. Like 90th is working really great. That's what I meant by uptown. <laughs> but yeah. Ooh, what is this secret Ooh. spot of which you speak? <laughs> breezy point. Breezy point, guys. No. Epic at breezy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Now, now someone's gonna have some words. <laughs> Dan's like. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. <laughs> no, you, you can cut all of this out. You can definitely cut all this out. Just cut, cut to us laughing. Ha, 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 ha. You blow up the spot. Uh, just... Diane, thank you so much. Oh, thank yeah, you thank guys. you so this much for, awesome. for so leaving fun. the nest, the Rockaway yes. nest, to, to yeah. the concrete, hot, steaming wilds. jungle. <laughs> the wilds of the city. No, we thank really you guys. really appreciate it. And really uh, where can me. our listeners find your book if they want to get it? Everywhere? Everywhere. Everywhere. No, they can find, you know, it's, it's uh, you can go to my website, diancardwell.com. Um, mm. It's available online through Amazon. Audible, Audible. iTunes books mm-hmm. as well. You can hear this wonderful voice read the book, which is <laughs> great. Yeah. She took to great pains to record the audio. Yes, so. in, my, in my crazy closet. <laughs> in the crazy closet. Fighting <laughs> JFK. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much for yeah. writing this book also. Yeah. Thank you. Really Serious. enjoyed it. And I'm excited for uh, our listeners to all read it tomorrow. It's great summer reading. It's so much fun. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.